0: I am a man undone this morning. As I think about this series consumer or consumed, I thought about my own life. December the 19th, 1985, 32 years ago. My best friend lost his life in a stupid Foolish accident We've been together all day Been playing Late out of school It was the last day Nothing but assembly So we didn't miss a big, big thing He left with my little brother On the back of a motorcycle and When I close my eyes I still see him I see him turning around with a little ski mask on, a little 14-year-old scrawny, drawed-up kid. Waving by. See you tomorrow, 4 o'clock in the afternoon in the winter. An hour later, my brother comes walking into the house. Actually, he comes running in, screaming. Screaming. I don't know what was going on. I thought he'd run over a dog and flipped his motorcycle or something, you know. He says, Brian's been shot by one of our friends with a 12 gauge shotgun. It was three inches from his left shoulder when it went off. The last time I saw him was on the back of that bike, waving by. Knowing I would see him again. What haunted me from that day was that I never told him about Jesus. We talked last week about. I will, and my will, and thy will. And my will was, man, we got all kinds of time. I'll have plenty of time to tell it. 32 years. There's so much I wish I could tell but I never had the chance. (laughs) That's why I'm consumed. I'm consumed with telling people the good news of Jesus because I squandered an opportunity that I'll never get back. Pray I see him in heaven. But I don't know. So, what does that look like for me now? I could live in that place of regret and brokenness, but God lifted me up out of that and He said, That's not where you're going to live. You had a chance, you missed an opportunity. Anybody in here missed an opportunity before? You wish you could get back? So I said, God, I'm going to follow you. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. From 1985 to 1990, there was some rebellion in there. There was some anger with God. I was mad at him. I was mad. He took my friend. I was mad. I had three grandparents that passed during that time. It was rough five years. You ever had a rough few years? It's like when it comes, it's like, please, God, is it going to stop? And it will. But in 1990, God broke 1990, he called me to a place of surrender to him in ministry. And I said, Lord, I don't want to say yes to this because I know it's going to be the hardest thing that I ever do. But I can't get away from the call because I believe with all my heart it's what you want me to do. So I said yes to him. Can I tell you what saying yes to him looks like? At a couple, I need a tissue. I'm so sorry. Is there one somewhere? I don't want to leave the stage. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry. I didn't plan this, but when God does some stuff, you just got to listen. Amen. You got to obey. Uh,. Came in my office this week. Said, we're done. One of them did. Things that have happened in our relationship, and I just don't think we can go on anymore. I don't think we can make it anymore. I don't think we can do it anymore. We prayed, and I shared the truth of God's word talked about forgiveness. We talked about love. We talked about mercy. One said to the other, we're going to spend some time apart. I'm going away this weekend. And I said, please do this. Don't go away with the intent of getting even. You ever done that? You ever had somebody do something to you and you said, you know what, I'm going to do something back and we will be even. How many of you know you ain't never even? many of you know that when you do that you find yourself in a hole and all you're doing is digging a deeper one here's what consumed looks like I'm at the Princeton campus this morning and I had no idea if my words resonated with this family or not Children, the whole deal. And I look out toward the front doors and they're coming walking through the foyer. Thursday, I got a couch in my office and they couldn't have gotten farther apart on it. And this morning they were hand in hand, saying we had no idea. God was going to do in our lives this weekend, what He's done. But we're so thankful. You will never regret the decision of looking toward heaven and saying, God, not my will, but Thine be done. I can't change my past, but I can do something about my future if I surrender it to Him. And that's my prayer for you. Today, as we go into this time, my prayer is that you will be consumed by Almighty God, a God who loves you. And with everything in me, church, with the breath in these lungs that I'm going to share the truth of this word with you from, I pray you hear. The heart of God for you. And here's my prayer that before you leave here today, you will say, Yes, Lord Jesus, I will trust you. I will follow you. I will surrender my life to you. I'm not going to have another December 19th, 1985 again. I'm going to tell you this morning, Jesus loves you. He died for you. He is passionate for you, and He wants a personal relationship with you, and He is the only way to heaven. Will you trust Him? Will you believe Him? Will you surrender to Him? Lord Jesus, as we go into the brief time that we have left today, I pray you speak to our hearts. I pray, God, that we would hear your word and the truth of your word and that it would change us, that it would consume us, that we would understand that our life is an act of worship unto you. Help us be the worshipers. You have called us to be That everything we do And everything we are in the heart Behind everything that motivates us Is not my will But thine be done In Jesus name Amen See Luke 22 Jesus teaches us that He wins the battle You know there was a battle right? Man I got these sorry slide guys I got you all messed up but in Isaiah 14 verses 13 and 14 see the enemy said this he said I will ascend to heaven I will raise my throne above the stars of God I will sit enthroned on the Mount of Assembly I will ascend above the tops of the clouds and I will make myself like the most high how many of you know how far That I will got him. Got him cast out of heaven, didn't he? And the Son of God, a holy God, completely 100% God, 100% man, deity, kneels in the Garden of Gethsemane before his death in Luke 22 and says, God, not my will, but thine be done. See, Jesus drew the battle lines. I will versus thy will. And that's what we learned about last week. We learned that it's all about making the choice. Not my will, God, but thine be done. We learned last week that there is but one audience member, correct? It is an audience of one. And his name is Jesus The Apostle Paul urges us, understanding that in Romans 12, 1, Therefore I urge you, brothers, in the view of God's mercy, in light of who He is and what He has done, to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. So we're to offer ourselves, our bodies, as living sacrifices. God, use me. Use me in Bridge to Hope. Use me in the mobile medical unit. Use me. I had somebody ask me, said, we got a C-section coming up on Thursday. Does the mobile medical do anything for that? <laughs> Sorry, Miracle, you've got to get your C-section at Wayne Memorial. <laughs> that wasn't miracle that asked it but her husband did he was wondering if we could get a little hook up in the parking lot when church was over (laughs) the enemy doesn't want you to hear this and here's how I know it I'm in my bed last night studying I don't know where you study but a lot of times in my house that's the quietest place you can get and I don't know if you've ever preached or shared anything from a manuscript before, but I always practice. So I'm back in my bedroom, showering down, and I'm reading the passage about Satan and him wanting to be exalted above God, and I'm reading about what Jesus did, and all of a sudden, my bed falls apart from under me. I've never in my life (laughs) literally where I'm sitting, the headboard separates from the Rail running on the side, and I went in and told my wife. I said, "Boy, the devil don't want me sharing this, cause the bed has fallen apart underneath it." <laughs> so, how do we do it? How do we offer ourselves as a, as a living sacrifice unto God? What does that look like? Well, we're going to skip a couple of slides, guys. We're going to go to Hebrews twelve, verses twenty-eight and, 20, 28 and 29 Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful so and so worship God acceptably, with reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. How do we worship God? Spirit and truth worshipers, worship God in reverence and with awe. I gotta tell you, I found myself in that place before God this morning. And before you, sorry, I'm an ugly crier. I apologize. I had the opportunity to go to Israel several years ago. Well, 25 years ago. I guess that's more than several. I remember standing at the Garden of Gethsemane. Standing at the Garden Tomb was empty and the only thing at that tomb was a plaque. Has anybody ever seen it? It Says, He is not here. He is risen. I remember standing at Golgotha, the hill of the skull, where Jesus was crucified. The overwhelming sense of all of those places and the things that he must have endured that I've only read about in Scripture and I sat in those places in awe. I remember going to the Holocaust Museum in Jerusalem and it's completely dark other than candles that are lit all over the place and the ceiling is mirrored glass and you walk in and they just read names sometimes in our experience with God sometimes as we are worshiping Him in spirit and in truth the only thing we can do is stand in awe of who He is in the Old Testament the Hebrew word most commonly used for awe or reverence is shakal it means to bow down, to fall flat to reverence Him. In Revelation 1:17, John on the Isle of Patmos, I'm going to read you a few other verses, it says, I turned around to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned and I saw someone like the Son of Man dressed in a robe, reaching down to His feet with a golden sash around His chest, in his right hand he held seven stars out of his mouth came a sharp double-edged sword his face was like the sun shining in all its brilliance and here's what John says when I saw him I fell at his feet as though I was dead the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 6 he says, In the year that Uzziah, King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a throne, high and exalted, and the train of His robe filled the temple. And above Him were seraphs, and each had six wings with two wings that covered their faces, two that covered their feet, and two They were flying. They were calling to one another, Holy, Holy, Holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. At the sound of their voices, the doorposts and thresholds shook. The temple was filled with smoke. He said, woe to me, I cried. I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips. Sometimes in the presence of God, all we can do is stand in awe. Kneel. Bow, maybe it's cry, maybe as Isaiah did, bow down and say, I am ruined. Maybe it's like Moses with the burning bush, where he removed his shoes, and said, I can't wear anything here because the ground I'm standing on is holy ground. So whatever it looks like for you, sometimes your worship is in awe. Spirit and truth worshiper secondly worship with abandon. You may look around you sometimes here on Sunday morning and see somebody lifting their hands. See somebody clapping. They're worshiping God with abandon. They're, they're giving God their expression of praise and adoration and worship. Have you ever seen the football? game we got football season coming up how many football fans we got in the house how many people love some football yeah I I like all of it prefer college I just do I just like it better so don't get me all you pro sport fans but how many of you seen that guy in the stands 35 degrees no shirt on painted up let me tell you something it ain't thin that paint does not keep him that warm But he is all about whoever he's cheering for. The Seattle Seahawks. God bless them. The Cleveland Browns. Whoever you might like. During the week, that guy is the president of a bank. (laughs) But on Sunday afternoon or Thursday night or Saturday afternoon, he is all about his team seen the price is right you seen you ever seen that show the wall where they watch the ball go down and they're hoping that things gonna hey, have you ever seen them win something and how crazy they go it's like ah! that's abandoned an example of that in scripture is King David in 2nd Samuel chapter 6 and I would encourage you to read this I don't have time to read the whole passage but let me set the back story what happened is the Ark of the Covenant where the presence of God dwelled was being carried. They had it on a, an ox. And the ox stumbled. The Ark stumbled. And one of the guys that was walking with them grabbed the Ark. You remember the story? And what happened? He fell dead. said so God was angry. And he died. And what happened? What was David's response to that? The Bible says David got mad. Because of what God did He said I don't know if I can be around This thing God I don't know if I can do this And so he sent it away The Bible says he sent the ark away for three months He heard about the blessing that was coming Into this man's home He said I'm ready to take the ark back Just saying that's what the Bible says That he heard about the blessing Said okay I think I want some of that You know let's get the ark back So he's walking in the blessing of God In front of the ark And he's dancing And the Bible says that he takes off his kingly robe And he's got on his undergarments Now it was just apparel that you wore under the robe Well his wife saw him And everybody pronounces that different ways I'm just going to call her Michael I've heard it called McCall And that may be how you pronounce it but she sees him dancing she's like well that's a fine how do she didn't say it that way but you know just imagine that you know coming from somebody who's not a country boy from Georgia all right but anyway isn't that something seeing y'all dancing around in with your robe off in front of the people you're the king what are you doing presence of God is back it is before me we have the Ark of the Covenant this is time for worship and celebration and David replied in God's presence the message paraphrases it this way I like this paraphrase it says I will dance to God's glory to whose glory to God's glory he didn't care who was around he said I Will be more, or rather, more recklessly even than this. One translation of the Bible says, I will become even more undignified than this. You think this is something? I'm in the presence of the living Almighty God, and I'm going to give him the honor and the worship that he is due. He says, And as far as I'm concerned, I'll gladly look like a fool. I don't. Because I am so thankful you ever been so thankful you didn't care what anybody thought what anybody said. I remember one Christmas we gave our son uh some pocket knives in a i don't know if it was us or if it was his grandparents, but he got it in a he got it in a stocking It's about i don't know six only using under my supervision It's all good, you know opens up the stock and looks in it finds two knives and I've got it on video I didn't want to show it because I didn't want to completely embarrass him because I'm I've got two boys I will let him rena- uh, remain as anonymous as he possibly can so you've got it narrowed down to two yeah it's a 50-50 shot so he opens it up Pastor Jimmy he looks at the knives and he goes oh my goodness I got a two knives, and he jumps up and down, and he's celebrating, and he runs into me, and he says, Daddy, 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 and I don't even remember saying this, but it's on the video. He said, Daddy, 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 I got two knives, and the best response I could come up with was, somebody's going to get cut. <laughs> I mean, you, you got a six-year-old, wow, you know, I mean, <laughs> Stitches are forthcoming. But uh, no, he never got cut with the knives. But he was so excited he couldn't contain himself. He's excited about knives, the guy is excited about football. We get to celebrate the God of the universe that created everything. Have you ever been just so overwhelmed that it's like, I don't care. Now, if you run around here in your underwear, we will probably have you locked up. (laughs) Don't do that. We're not saying that. But you worship God. You love on Him. He desires our worship. And then lastly, spirit and truth worshippers seek Intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. Psalm 27, 4. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will that that will I seek, rather, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. To behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire of his temple. You want to know why the Bible says that David. Was a man after God's own heart You ever studied the life of David He kind of messed up some didn't he He kind of messed up big time You know The one we always go to Is the sin with Bathsheba He slept with one of his officers Wives and he was out In the battle And the man comes home And he sins for him he's like hey you need to come back Because she's pregnant I got to get him back I got to get him in the house with his wife well what he didn't count on was that this guy was honorable he said my men are sleeping out in a field somewhere I will not sleep in my house when my men are gone so he said okay take him back to the battlefield so lust of the flesh he messed up because he responded to that and then what did he do He sent him into the battle and said, all right, when we get in the heat of the battle, I want you to back away. And he died. Now, he was home when this happened. Was he guilty of the murder? Absolutely. So we see that part of his life, and you're like, golly, man, how could the Bible say that David was a man after God's own heart? Because David sought the desire that he had That I would dwell in the house of the Lord forever I would behold his beauty And I would inquire in his temple Because he came to God In brokenness and contrition And asked the Lord to forgive him And guess what God did He was faithful To forgive him He is faithful To forgive you today You say, preacher, you just don't know what I've done God desires to do three things and he desires this in his relationship with you he wants to dwell with you he wants you to behold him and he wants you to inquire of him closest human relationship that I can think of that I can parallel with this in my personal life is the relationship that I have with my wife. I keep pointing at her because she's sitting right there on the side. I desire dwelling with her. I love it. I love being with my wife. When, when I'm in places of pain, when I'm hurt, when, I'm, when I got injured, the only time really i had a traumatic emergency surgery I woke up the next morning and all I could do was say uh... where's kirsten <laughs> y'all need to find her now she's not a medical doctor and she wasn't pumping the morphine in me but well, you would have thought i would have asked for that guy but um... i wanted her i wanted her to dwell with me i wanted her to be with me i love to behold her. Um, I love watching her sleep in our home because I know that's weird, right? I'm like, it's not like she's laying in the bed, and wakes up, and I'm down at the edge of the bed, going, huh? What are you doing? I'm just watching you sleep, baby. You smell different when you sleep, you know? I don't. Not weird like that. I love watching her sleep because I know she is completely satisfied she has let go of all inhibition and she says I'm in a place where I can let go and I can rest this is a place I can do that and I love that God has given me what she needs to do that I love that and I love to serve her I don't always do it as I should and this is the green light baby pretty much anything you want after today do it today though do it in this 24 hour period but I do love to serve her I love her I love knowing she feels secure I love her knowing I'm gonna be there it is the closest parallel that I can find to God's desired relationship with us We are the bride of Christ. What does he want for us? He wants to dwell with us. He wants to behold us. He wants to look at us and say, well done. And he wants us to serve him. He wants us to honor him. He wants us to inquire about him. He wants us to have a life with him. And maybe you're here today, and maybe you've you've got that. Maybe you've entered into that. Maybe maybe you're like that woman at the well. Jesus on his way to Samaria, he goes and he's going heading to Galilee. And in John 4, it says he, he's on that journey and he's thirsty goes, and this woman comes to draw him water, and he says, will you give me something to drink? And she says, well, why would you want me to? Because I'm, I'm a Samaritan woman, and you're a Jew, and Jews don't have anything to do with Samaritan women. He said, if you knew who I was, you would give me something to drink. Furthermore, I can give you something to drink. You drink from this well, Jacob's well, is what the Bible says it was. You will be thirsty again. But I can give you living water. And you will never thirst again. And then you remember what he does? You remember what Jesus says to her? He says, go. Go and tell your husband. She says, oh, I'm not married. He said, that's exactly right. As a matter of fact, you've had five husbands and the one that you're with now, you're not married to. And then what does he say? He says, whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst again. The water I give will become a spring of water flowing inside him. And it will give him eternal life. And then he says to this lady, and it's in the very beginning of my notes or she says sir I perceive that you're a prophet I perceive that you know things about me that nobody else knows and yet you came to this well you asked something from me which indicates to me that you find some value and worth in me even though you know everything about me and then he goes on to tell her how his desire in that one day you will worship me in spirit and in truth god's desire for you and god's desire for me is that we worship him in spirit and in truth that we have those moments where we say Lord I'm just I just stand in awe of who you are those moments where we celebrate Him and then that daily we walk in intimacy with Him because Jesus knows everything about you and yet He still loves you that's a beautiful thing that is a Refreshing thing to me It is something that brings me Tremendous hope Because I know me I know my life I know the things I've done And there are times I have a hard time Thinking God could love me How could God forgive me But I'm telling you He does Just like he did That woman at the well He is Calling to you And he's saying, I know everything about you. Will you worship me in spirit and in truth? Will you receive me unto yourself? And take the living water that I have to give you and never thirst again. God, that's our prayer today. Our prayer is that we will receive you in our life. That we'll not squander this moment, Lord, but that we will say yes to you. That we will say, God, I will follow you. Just as you sat down with the woman at the well and read her mail, God, today, you have read mine. God, I'm, I'm a mess and i need you and today i say yes to you is that you here today would you trust him enough to follow him would you trust him enough to say lord i'm going to surrender everything i have Because I have encountered a God today, the only true and living God, who knows everything about me. And yet He still loves me. Today I receive you, Lord, in my life and in my heart. If that is you today, right where you are, would you just lift your hand? and say God I surrender to you right now I'm gonna trust you I'm gonna obey you I'm gonna live for you I see those hands God thank you so much for what you have done in this place today and we celebrate God the gift that you have given the living water that these that are here today have chosen to drink for those of us that have already made that decision Challenge us to always go out as the woman at the well did and tell everyone she knows, Oh, come and meet the man who knew everything about me, who told me everything. I believe he is the Messiah. May we always be faithful, pointing people to you, Lord Jesus. In Christ's name we pray.